，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。To help Taiwan's travel sector recover from the pandemic, the Tourism Bureau has launched a travel subsidy program, allowing individual travelers staying at a hotel to receive a subsidy of up to 1,300 NT a night. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to a travel expert for tips on how to get the cheapest deal while still staying in a quality hotel. It's summer vacation, which means it's peak tourist season. Many hotels are looking for creative ways to attract patrons. The Tourism Bureau on July 15th launched a travel subsidy program allowing individual travelers staying at a hotel to receive a subsidy of up to 1,300 NT per room per night. What is the most cost-effective way to travel? This travel expert has some tips for families and individual travelers. Let's talk about small family travelers first. For small families, there are two ways. The first way is if you have received three doses of the vaccine, you can apply for an additional subsidy. With this extra 500 NT, one person can get a subsidy of up to 1,300 NT per night. If you haven't gotten your third dose, it's okay. You can choose other options. For example, Taiwan Host Association B&Bs or star-level hotels. This way, you can still receive the extra subsidy of 500 NT. It's the same, 500 NT plus 800 NT, which is equal to 1,300 NT per person per night. You can decide which one you want to use. I suggest that a small family can stay for three days and two nights. Member A can apply for a double room on the first night. Member B can apply for a double room on the second night. In this way, you can receive a subsidy for three days and two nights. For those interested in traveling to Taiwan's outlying islands, she suggests that a group of six people go together. A group of six people can get a subsidy of 20,000 NT, which can basically cover the air tickets. I strongly suggest that small families form a small group of six. Because if a small group of six goes to the outlying islands, they can get a subsidy of 20,000 NT. In this case, 20,000 NT divided by six people is equivalent to about 3,000 NT, which is your air ticket to the outlying islands. If you choose some bonus options, for example, if you hire a local tour guide, participate in water activities, or travel on weekdays, you can apply for an extra subsidy of 10,000 NT for six people. If you get a subsidy of 30,000 NT, it is equivalent to free air tickets and accommodation. Many hotels are offering deals all around Taiwan during the peak summer tour season, but How do you determine the quality of the hotel, and what are some things to look out for? Now, everyone knows that you need to read reviews online to choose a hotel. 
but reviews can have quite a few errors. There are many misunderstandings. For example, some restaurants or stores will set some conditions. For example, if you give them five stars on a Google review, they will give you discounts or small gifts. This tends to cause errors in the reviews, so I will give you some tips on how to read them. I recommend that you don't just look at one review from one platform. For example, go to Google reviews and then go to hotels.com, Expedia, and booking.com. Check out all of them, especially the negative reviews. With COVID slowly waning in Taiwan and restrictions loosened, the travel industry is eager for more people to tour the nation. Locals and tourists are hungry for travel, but make sure to choose your accommodations wisely to ensure a pleasant vacation. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yan Wenchen in Taipei. United Microelectronics Corporation Honorary Chair Robert Tao on Friday announced a personal donation of 3 billion NT to help strengthen Taiwan's defense capabilities. Tao says he hopes the money can be used to thwart Chinese attempts to promote unification in Taiwan and create systems to prevent cyber attacks, among other things. At a press conference on Friday, he also directed some choice words at China and pro-unification supporters in Taiwan. The Chinese Communist Party is so arrogant and intimidating to Taiwan. Perhaps it thinks that the people of Taiwan are greedy and afraid of death. They completely underestimate Taiwan. That's why today I would like to announce a 3 billion NT donation or about 100 million US dollars to help strengthen our national defense. UMC Honorary Chair Robert Tsao on Friday announced a donation of 3 billion NT for Taiwan's national defense. He said that China was just like a local ruffian. The CCP attitude in existence is like that of a village thug. The People's Republic of China is a mafia, posing like a country. I hope you all understand that what I'm doing today is not for fame or fortune. I don't care about the elections. I simply hate the lies and violence coming from the CCP. Tao says he hopes the 3 billion NT will be used to promote combat readiness education for all of Taiwan and will lead to the release of publications and media to combat China's cognitive warfare campaigns. The donation could also be used to thwart infiltrations that are part of the CCP's campaign to annex Taiwan and for developing systems to identify and trace disinformation fabricated and dispersed in Taiwan by foreign enemy forces. The money can also be used to stop CCP cyber attacks on Taiwan. Tao also had some words to say to pro-unification factions in Taiwan, saying that becoming one with China was like becoming one with a gang of mobsters. They say that us Taiwanese want to unify with China. But what would we be unifying with? We'd become one with a rogue. Do you want us to join this mafia? That's a major blind spot in the market for people who support Taiwan's unification with China. It's not a question of unification, but a question on whether you'd want to join a gang. The honorary chairman criticized pro-unification advocates. He also commented on the U.S.'s CHIPS Act, saying he believes it will deliver a blow to China. Of course it will have an impact, but I think Taiwan's role in semiconductor production won't change greatly for another five to ten years. 
Cao said that for the time being, Taiwan would remain firmly in its place as a leading semiconductor powerhouse. Since leaving his role as company chair, Cao has often commented on cross-strait affairs. Now he's donating 3 billion NT in hopes that Taiwan can better ward off China's threat. Several airlines have canceled their flights to Taiwan amid China's military drills in six maritime areas near the island. Among the companies that have called off flights for safety reasons are ASEANA Airlines, Korean Air and Singapore Airlines. In addition, a Japan Airlines flight decided to return to Japan after almost reaching Taiwan's east coast on Thursday. A former pilot says making detours to avoid dangerous areas can add on fuel costs for airlines. Let's hear from him. Because the longer you have to fly, the more fuel you need to take with you. The more fuel you load, the heavier the plane is. And the heavier the plane is, the more fuel you need. It's a vicious circle. There are also flight rules on things like cruise shifts and rests. So if the airline requires more staff, that adds on extra labor costs, increasing the financial burden. The bigger impact was on flights that passed by the Taipei Flight Information Region. Previously, we had about 300 flights a day passing by. Yesterday, there were just 150. So that's about half of the flights that fly through the Taipei FIR. Taoyuan International Airport says a total of 47 flights were cancelled on Friday. In addition to missile threats, Taiwan has also been the target of an unusually large volume of cyber attacks since the visit of Speaker Pelosi. The targets of the cyber attacks include the official web pages of the presidential office, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and the Ministry of National Defense, all of which went offline temporarily due to the attacks. Even at a local level, a website under Kaohsiung's Environmental Protection Bureau was hacked to display China's national flag. Meanwhile, the National Police Agency's online services were paralyzed for almost two hours. Chinese hacker group APT27 has claimed authorship for some of the attacks, releasing a video on social media declaring cyber warfare on Taiwan government websites and infrastructures. Some Chinese internet users say that other groups that could be taking part in attacks include members of a nationalist Chinese hacker group known as the Hunker Union. President Tsai Ing-wen on Thursday evening gave an address to the nation to allay concerns over China's military drills in Taiwan's vicinity. Tsai said that Taiwan would be rational and not take provocative actions, but also not back down. On Friday, Premier Su Zhenchang condemned China's actions and went as far as to say that it was an evil neighbor at Taiwan's doorstep. He called on democracies around the world to stand together against authoritarianism. The Chinese state media outlet People's Daily shows footage from military drills held on Thursday. There's guided missile launches and clips of soldiers training on board an aircraft carrier. The music and tone of the video shows international backlash has not affected China in the slightest. Today, China initiated live-fire military exercises in areas around Taiwan. This type of continued, deliberately heightened military threat, especially the dangerous launch of missiles into some of the busiest transportation corridors in the world, is irresponsible. 
both to Taiwan and to the entire international community. Air and maritime transportation safety, as well as the normal functioning of international trade are all coming under unprecedented threat. We solemnly call upon China to act with reason and exercise restraint. Our evil neighbor is flexing its muscle on our doorstep. Only if democracies cooperate together can authoritarian regimes be prevented from acting recklessly. The presidential office and the executive UN denounced China's actions. And it's not just military provocation, but also cyber attacks. I also want to say to my fellow citizens that over the next few days, China most likely will conduct intensive information warfare operations to cause psychological unrest among our people through disinformation campaigns. Our national security agencies are monitoring the situation and are communicating closely with other government agencies. We are rational and will not act to provoke but we will absolutely not back down. President Tsai said Taiwan would not back down. She and the Premier were conspicuously absent from public events on Thursday. Though some reports emerged that the two could be hiding in a high security facility, in reality Tsai had cancelled all her activities to remain at the presidential office, while the National Security Council communicated with Taiwan's allies, such as the US and Japan. Our nation's armed forces are already heightening their readiness and are closely following in real time all military developments in surrounding areas. I would like to thank all our soldiers. President Tsai is working to allay public concerns amid high tensions in the Taiwan Strait. Taiwan's Defense Ministry confirmed on Friday that China had fired 11 of its Dongfeng ballistic missiles to maritime areas near Taiwan between 1.56 p.m. and 4 p.m. on Thursday. The missiles landed in waters north, east and south of Taiwan. Several short-range missiles were also fired at the median line of the Taiwan Strait. According to Japan's defense ministry, four of the missiles flew over Taiwan proper, but Taiwan's defense officials say they did not pose any danger to Taiwan. Our military uses various early warning and surveillance mechanisms to have a complete understanding of any launches. Taiwan also activated all related defense systems and strengthened its combat readiness. If the missiles are above the Kamen line, which is at an altitude of 100 kilometers, they do not meet the requirements for the military to issue an air raid alert. But the Ministry of National Defense should have informed us about what happened within a reasonable time frame after the PLA declared the drills to be over. We shouldn't have to wait for them to hold a press conference after Japan's defense ministry announced the fact. The Ministry of National Defense should release information on these missiles, what time they overflew Taiwan and at what altitude, as well as the distance. They should let everyone know. They should also say that as the missiles passed over Taiwan, they did not enter Taiwan's airspace, which is why no air raid alert was issued. The ministry says the missiles were flying at altitudes that did not meet the threshold for issuing air raid alerts. Officials say the military's monitoring systems traced their flight path closely and estimated a landing in the sea east of Taiwan, posing no risk to Taiwan proper. 
Cross-strait tension continues escalating as China enters day two of its unprecedented military drills surrounding Taiwan. The Ministry of National Defense says Chinese ministry ships and planes cross the median line of Taiwan Strait. Taiwan scrambled its own military jets in response while its warships monitor the situation with their radars. In a rarely seen announcement, the ministry even said that coastal missile deployments had been activated. Analysts say Taiwan wants to send China a signal that it is not a pushover. A F-16V fighter jet takes off from a base in Jiayi with a payload. And not just on the west coast. Over at a Hualien base on the east coast, F-16V jets carrying bombs also scrambled and flew northward. In the south in Pingdong's Hengchun airport, Apache attack helicopters and drones remained on standby. Kaohsiung is closest to the military exercises being less than 20 kilometres away from a drill area. At the naval port in Kaohsiung Zhuoying, vessels were readied for backup. Although large warships are moored, their radars have been turned on and they are ready for combat. On day two of China's drills near Taiwan, the atmosphere remains tense. As of noon, several groups of Chinese military aircraft and warships conducting exercises around the Taiwan Strait cross the strait's median line. Our military used various surveillance and reconnaissance mechanisms to closely monitor the enemy's movements. Warnings were broadcast immediately and aerial reconnaissance units were deployed. Warships and coast-based missile systems were at ready. The Ministry of National Defence emphasised that early warning detection and intensive surveillance systems were on full alert in the sea and air. It also made a rarely seen announcement that coastal deployments of missiles were also prepared for action. The military has readied both aerial defence and anti-ship coastal missile systems, the Patriot, Skybow and Shunfeng. They have a fast mobility, meaning they have higher chances of surviving an attack and can be easily manoeuvred to counter enemy ships. The military is not willing to take any risks, with Chinese units crossing the median line of the Taiwan Strait. The Army and Navy are on high alert, not only to reassure the public, but also let China know that Taiwan is a force to be reckoned with.